the Polini Perspective Week 7 from Quarantine. Patrick, what's going on? Your beard is looking amazing. You know, you've had... I I trimmed it myself. It looks good, right? Now you got to do your own self-care. I mean, it's hitting new lows for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's been, you know, it's been a struggle. (laughs) The struggle is real. I mean, did you even have the proper equipment to trim your own beard? Because, I mean, you know, you're like, you're doing pretty well, Patrick. So you're getting your beard trimmed probably, what, every two weeks? You know, you're getting your, you know, your uh, head. Uh, every two weeks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're used to some luxuries here. And now you've had to do them yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been, the struggle's real, as I said. It's uh, It's been tough, you know. I got to, I, I mean, I haven't had a massage in like two months, I know. What's going on here? No Orange Theory. You were big into Orange oh, Theory going every morning. No, no Orange Theory. No, no self care. No, you know, hot towels, shave. Ugh. Patrick, life this has been tough. <laughs> oh God, it's great when the rich have to adjust, isn't it? I mean, it's all good. It's so yeah, good. yeah, right. It's really fun to say. Um, Look, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. There is so much going on. So much has happened every single week that goes down with coronavirus. We're going to talk task force yesterday. That was a big headline for President Trump. Is he, you know, disabling task force? Also, you know, airlines, we see like them, you know, saying that they're going to have record losses. I want to know all your thoughts on that. And, you know, the biggest thing I want to start with, if if you're cool with this, I want to know your thoughts on Tara Reid, because last week... was sort of the beginning of the momentum. And you had said, hey, the Democrats need to take Tara Reid's allegations as seriously and as big time as they did Brett Kavanaugh. Correct. So give me, now it's been a week, give me all your thoughts on that. Do you think that's gotten enough press? I think it's starting to get more press. And again, let me me be clear. I'm not sure it's true. I, I don't have any reason to believe it's true or not true. Uh, because I don't, I don't know. Right, M- most people don't know. But I mean, they're pe- you know, obviously Tyree knows, Joe knows, and maybe some others know. Having said that, it's certainly worthy of discussion, coverage, and and investigation. I mean, the minute someone came forward in the Kavanaugh situation with, and and candidly, less evidence or less corroboration, less facts. The Democrats on the Senate Judiciary immediately got to have the FBI investigate. FBI needs to investigate. FBI needs to investigate. Well, here, A, they're not even calling for anything. They've all, they're all backing him. Hillary, uh, Kamala, Booker. Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Pelosi Nancy Pelosi's quote was actually, well, Joe Biden, you know, that's Joe Biden. Like, what does that mean? Like, you know he's like a touchy feely kind of guy, and it's acceptable. What did like what did that actually mean? And then the New York Times comes out with an idiotic op-ed, how they feel that it's worthy of investigation. However, they said the DNC should investigate. Yet the New York Times called for the FBI to investigate Kavanaugh. So my point with the entire thing is. There's no consistency. Right. And and then I have people say to me, okay, well, you're comparing uh, uh, someone who's going to run or running for president to Kavanaugh, who had a lifetime or was going to receive a lifetime appointment. Right. You're comparing apples and oranges. And Trump, 
who has been accused multiple times has gotten a pass. Well, Trump didn't get a pass. It was all over the press. Every news outlet discussed it, talked about it, played the video with the Billy Bush, talked about all the allegations. Oh, yes. For whatever reason, Trump was able to mitigate, swat them away. More facts didn't come out. So all, all my, my entire point is this. If women should be heard, the, the, the rhetoric about Me Too has changed because it's Biden versus Kavanaugh. Right. And that's all. The Kavanaugh uh, cascade of got to investigate, he needs to be thrown off, he shouldn't be on the court, to me was purely political. Yep. And this is purely political. And that's fine. It, you know, if, if that's the, but then just admit it. Don't try to hide behind. They're parsing words. Well, uh, he was investigated. He was vetted by Obama, so therefore he's okay. Well, Kavanaugh was confirmed multiple times by the same Senate who then said he needed to be investigated. So you can't have it both ways. And it's, I'm not saying it would be any different if this was a Republican and Kavanaugh had been the Democratic nominee for the Supreme Court. It would be exactly the same. It's just, it's tiresome now. They're running out of rhetoric. They're running out of spinning what they their position was a year and a half ago to what it is now. It's just getting, it's getting old. I think the American people are tired of it. Uh, everything is seen through a partisan lens right now, and it's right. unfortunate. And again, do I think it's disqualifying? Probably not. The voters will decide. Right. It should be looked into a little bit more than it has. I mean, Tara Reid, you know, listen, Blaise D. Ford was interviewed by multiple places, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tara Reid has yet to be interviewed by anyone. And NBC, CNN, MSNBC, no one's interviewed. Why? why? Yeah, why? why? Well, you know why, because they don't want it out there like that. And that's and that's unfortunate. She's listen, her allegations. And again, they could be completely false, but appear credible enough for her to have been interviewed. But listen, politics reigns. It's unfortunate. What did you uh, think about Biden on Morning Joe essentially saying, you know, obviously denying it and then saying, look, it should be in congressional records somewhere. If there was okay, a complaint. So, a few things. You know, I thought Mika did a nice job. I really did. Okay. Okay. I thought I thought she was hard enough. I don't think she went like, I don't think she was a bulldog, but I think she was, she, she did a solid interview. Good follow-up, pressed him up where, where he needed to be pressed. He didn't respond well. He He's still refusing to reach, uh, release the Delaware um, uh, records, which I believe most of his Senate records have been moved to Delaware in 2012. He claims no personal information or any complaint against him would still be in the Senate files. So he asked for the Senate to release the files. They say they can't. They're under confidentiality rules or some. I, I don't know what 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 regulations they're under, but they came out and said they cannot release the files. He would have known that. Joe was in the Senate for 30 plus years. So he called for someone to release records that they know they can't be released. Sounds like Trump with the IRS, right? So I, I think the whole thing is just 
try to move it along, move it down, kick the can, and hope it goes away before the election. Uh, yeah, that was and, a big... Yeah, last thing on it, and again, the, the polling right now is all over the place. It goes up, it goes down. I, you know, I think, I'm not sure the polling is, is, is totally accurate right now to capture the COVID imp- implications, the economic implications, the job loss, Biden not being visible. I think it's very difficult. But I would say the Gallup poll that came out last week, actually, not even last week, a few days ago, was very encouraging for Trump. It had him tied or within the margin or ahead in all the six main battleground states. It had him at a 49% approval rating, which is the highest in his three plus years. Um, and it, it didn't, at, you know, that, that poll in of itself did not bode well for Biden. There's been some Harris polls that have come out that show Trump in in very good shape from an approval standpoint. So I don't really know what's going on here. Is the Tara Reid thing having some impact? Maybe. Is the fact that Biden can't, is not visible? Right, right. Yeah, I wonder. And and here's the thing. Last thing on Biden, my two cents. There is something health related with it. Okay, Okay? yeah. You keep saying, you say this. Uh, Yeah. And and I don't mean that, and I don't mean that to sound like, I, I, I mean that with, with all sincerity. He just doesn't look right. Right. He, he, he has difficulty remembering things. His questions, he, he answers very slowly. Um, his recall doesn't seem to be there. Plus, if I was running against Trump right now and I was confident in my ability to articulate my positions, what Trump's done wrong, I would be on every network newscast every single night. And he's not. He's not visible. And that would that would scare me if I was the DNC, because I think they know they can't put him out there that much. Okay, and I was going to say, you think that that's probably happening because probably of a variety of things. You know, he's older, he doesn't have the energy. But yeah, the energy, whatever. I I just to me, I'd be on Cuomo. I'd be on this. I'd be on that. I'd be like, I mean. Yeah, Listen, and- this is this is Biden's to lose. OK, and I've said this before and again, this is just my own opinion. I, I would have said before covid. Knowing it was Biden, I would have given Trump a 75 percent chance. of winning. OK. Now I give Trump a 35 percent chance of winning. Those are my numbers right now. To me, it's Biden's to lose. I think Biden can easily win Pennsylvania. I think he'll win Michigan. Uh, I still think Trump will win Wisconsin. Uh, to me, the race is going to come down to Florida, Arizona, maybe Maine, Ooh, possibly. All right. Where you're sitting right now. Yes. All right, uh, Mainers. And actually, it could be as close for you know the congressional district in Nebraska. Or, you know, because Maine and Nebraska are the two states that actually split the electoral votes uh, based on congressional districts one. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. um, You know, the other thing is, are we even going to have a real campaign like Trump? Trump Trump relies on the rallies. He relies on having 60,000 or 40,000 people at an arena 
you know, with all the signs and, and all the rhetoric and yeah. Yeah. That uh, energy for him. Yeah. That energy. And if I he can't imagine. That, yeah. I mean, do you see that happening? You know, and well, and well, this is a good way to transition because I, I want to ask you, like, over the past week, you know, if you were grading Trump's performance, you know, what grade you would give him? Um, because we're still seeing like some mixed signals, you know, with states when they can open, um, and then this whole whether the headline's wrong or, or not, but basically the headline this morning is that Trump is disabling to some degree this um, task force with Dr. Fauci and Burks and all that. So how do you think Trump did this past week? Well, as I've said this, I think Trump, I think if I was to grade him through the entire entirety of handling this from January through today, it'd be a C minus. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's an F or a D like a lot of people want to say. You know, I think there were some missteps early. Uh, the downplaying was very difficult and I think slowed the process. But again, if you, when you dig in a little bit, it looks like his rhetoric downplayed it more than they were downplaying it behind the scenes. I think NIH was involved. CDC was involved. There were some initial problems with the they, – they, they got the testing up and running. However, the tests were failing. So that's when they were slowed. Uh, listen, I, I think a president who downplayed this early, that was a, that was a big mistake. Right. Because I think it set the wrong tone for the sense of urgency for all the uh, various uh, organizations and entities and, and you know, and, and businesses to take it serious and ramp up uh whether it was, you know, you know, the, the testing or, or the, or the PPEs or, or what have you, or just to take it seriously. Right. So I think early on he, he got a failing grade. Uh, and listen, I know they're the president's the president and, and he takes the responsibility, but I do think Pelosi, Schumer, Cuomo, they were all downplaying it. Right. You know, Cuomo, Cuomo into early March was downplaying it. De Blasio was downplaying it. Got it. Obviously, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't understand how Cuomo is getting all the accolades he's getting. I don't. And again, I'm not saying he should be getting negative accolades. I, or not, I mean, there's no such thing as negative. I mean, I don't think he should be getting negative press, but they're hailing him as like he still has the most deaths. They were ill prepared as a state. The state's bigger than most countries. And in early March, he was saying we're still going to have a parade and we're going to be fine. And, you know, don't you okay. don't you think and you would you'd said this, I believe, last week or maybe it was the week before that. The reason that Como does so well is he sounds presidential. You know, he explains it really well. He looks well, authoritative. Listen, I, I think it's a few things. He sounds presidential. V- yeah, very much. He's, he's very articulate. Yep. He has a commanding presence and tone. And I think he's telling you the truth where I think Trump doesn't all right. the time. Now, I do think, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, I, I think Trump's strategy or his, I don't even want to say strategy. I think who he is, I think he, and they've always said this, don't listen to what he says. Take a look at what he does. Okay. And I think that is true. I think Trump is better behind the scenes than sometimes his rhetoric. 
Okay. And I also think the minute he says something, people want to pounce. The pundits want to pounce. A lot of people want to pounce on him. So I, I do think he's treated, without a doubt, at times unfairly. Uh, I don't think anyone's done great in this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, so, you know, one of the other things he, that Trump kind of got some backlash on, but also people had mixed feelings on was president, former president Bush coming out, giving a video kind of talk on unity. And, yeah. you know, you retweeted a series for, of tweets from, I think a woman that might be like liberal LGBTQ, uh, proponent, basically backtracking at first. She said, Oh, I love this, this statement yeah. of unity, but let's not forget, you know, he's an absolute war criminal. Well, she, and- she tweeted, I love the statement of unity. Who would have thought I'd been crying listening to George W. Bush talk? And then she got crushed on Twitter, yeah. which is unfortunate. All the, you know, the, the, the crazy lefties came out and um, and then she kind of backtracked and listed all the things she's done wrong. Katie listen, Hill, Katie Hill. Katie Hill. So, listen, you know I'm a big fan of George W. I, I think he is a stand-up guy. Uh, I, you know, good family man. You know, did he make mistakes in his pre- in his two terms? Yeah, of course. So does everyone else, right? But the the fact remains, he was treated horribly, horribly, by the left and many in the media during his presidency. And now they hail him as some. You know, it's like, again, the hypocrisy is insane. It is. Like, it is. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy. Um, and I've said this before, Sarah, real quick. The, the, the discourse in this country didn't start with Trump. It started well before that. Right. Like Bush, Bush was treated horribly. Yep. Obama was treated horribly by the right. The birther, McConnell saying, you know, he's going to you know, his only main goal is to get him out. Uh, yeah. So listen, th- this isn't a Democrat or Republican. And then Trump, it just Trump it, ele- it, it elevated yeah. to like a you know a stratosphere we've never seen in terms of the partisanship and 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 the pure hatred in some cases. Well, I think Trump is very good at stoking that fire, don't you? Which is, you know, one of the things I think his base really likes is, you know, he's the the other night, right? I believe he was on Fox News at Lincoln Memorial. They were interviewing him. And, you know, he has this great way of saying, and it, great isn't the right word, but he talks about how he and Lincoln, you know, were only treated yeah. at this poorly. You know, he's just, he's, well, listen, you know, he said he was treated worse than Lincoln. Worse than Lincoln, I, yeah. I, I, I wish, uh, I wish one of the, uh, People interviewing him had asked, "Okay, so yeah, he was assassinated." I mean, I want him to go in. I want Trump to go into comedy after this because, at the end of the day, he is a true entertainer. I mean, but what's what's crazy about it is like people inside, you know, the Beltway, people on the East and West Coast, the progressives and liberals and so forth, they're sitting there calling him out, saying, "Oh my God, this is crazy!" Lincoln Memorial, the backdrop, and then there's people in Wisconsin saying, "You know what?" He was treated worse than Lincoln. He has been vilified. He's trying to get us through this. Everyone support, should support the president in times like this. So there's people who believe that and believe that the other side are the are to blame, that everyone should have come together, that, you know, two years of, you know, Russia collusion and impeachment and all that time was wasted when right. they could have been doing other things. And again, I'm not saying that, 
he, he had missteps with COVID because of that stuff. But the fact remains, there was a lot of wasted time, right? Right. To go after him. I think too, uh, you know, what I did like about former President Bush's united, we stand divided, we fall, is I do think we are, you know, we need to get that together in this country because I think there's still so many things with COVID, whether we don't really know what China is responsible for uh, or listen, not. Absolutely. And, you know, again, if Biden wins, we should we should support him. Yeah, we've and, got to get it together because I think you're seeing a lot. You know, it's it's scary. I think our economy, you know, where this is headed. When, yeah, Sarah, to your point, I don't know when we um, when we transition from disagreeing with policies to hating the person like, you know, I, as I've said this 100 times, I voted for Obama's first term. I did not vote for Obama the second term. OK, because I just didn't think he did a good job in his first term. I, I thought the Obamacare wasn't a good bill. I thought he wasted those first two years when he had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. I thought he should have went after a jobs bill harder or an infrastructure bill rather than the Obamacare stuff. Uh, so so that it, it wasn't a matter of, I, listen, you want, to me, I want the country to su- succeed. I may disagree with some of the immigration policies or the sanctuary city policies or uh, or what have you. But listen, if Biden wins. Now, I would say this. I still think a Klobuchar for me. You know, I'd be all over that. Yeah. Or, or you know. Uh, I'm sure you saw some of the rumors about Elizabeth Warren that allegedly, you know, Biden is entertaining Warren. I don't know. That'd be a tough one. Uh, yeah, I don't see that. But you know what? Listen, she's super smart. Yeah. She, um, I think she would get the progressives out to yep. vote for Biden. She'd get a lot of the women vote, probably. She's she's certainly seen as presidential if, God forbid, something was to happen to Joe. Uh, I still think a Midwest Klobuchar Whitmer is his best choice. Yeah. But that's that's just me. Um so, uh, uh, oh, I, I wanted- listen, I think he I think he needs to announce sooner than later. I mean, one thing we're not talking about, which we probably should throw on the table is I don't know if you saw the breaking news last night. Ruth Bader. Yes. Was, uh, oh! Has an infection. She's in the hospital. They say, they say she's going to recover. But you know what? She's still very elderly. Uh, she, she's 87. Know. Right, Patrick? And. Poor thing. Uh, so. She has a surgery every six months. I mean, how much more anesthesia can girl take? I am could worried. You imagine the, could you imagine the S storm <laughs> that we would have? No. You know, going back to Merrick Garland when <gasps> McConnell wouldn't let him uh, be put forth uh, during Obama's last year because he said no, no Supreme Court person gets put up. Could you imagine that now? No, I think it's very scary. You know, you want to talk. You want to talk about changing the election, uh, like yeah. in terms of, we would go from COVID to pandemonium. We go from pandemic to pandemonium ah, in like she's, two seconds. She has got to live through November, and then, you know. We'll see what happens. Um, tell me, tell me this. You know, also, big headline continues throughout uh, all across the country. 
you know, beaches being flooded with people. Cinco de Mayo was yesterday. I actually saw a picture circulating in Loudoun County of all these people standing out waiting to pick up takeout out front of a Mexican restaurant. No masks, no gloves. Well, was it just Loudoun County, Montgomery County here? So Moco County. Friends of, ours, friends of ours, the husband went out. His order was supposed to be ready at 630. Okay. Tacos, enchiladas, burritos, a couple of margaritas to go. Two and a half hours later, still not ready. There was tons of people in front of the restaurant, completely not self-distancing. Basically, a riot was ready to erupt. Uh, it, like so, so to your point, Ocean City's opening up this weekend. Ocean City, yeah, Maryland beaches. yeah, right. I, I, like, I, I, it is. I don't such... know if we're. I don't know if we're ready. Yeah. You know, I, I think we got to do something to to give hope to people that we're going to open up and and give hope to some restaurants and, and businesses. I do, I do think that we have to move past just the so-called essential businesses opening. To me, let the other places open. Let them manage the self-distancing and the safety and all that. I, I, I feel like we've gone, even like with Hogan, who I've been a big fan yeah, of. Yeah. This, I think he's gone overboard a little bit too now. Okay. Like I think as a governor, like you gotta let people try to manage the, the safety themselves a little bit. Yep. Uh, you know, especially if you look at Maryland, almost half the deaths are nursing home. Now my mother-in-law's in a nursing home mm-hmm. and my wife went to visit her yesterday through the window. They had to move her room because her entire wing was positive. She's still negative. Right now. You know, my wife was really upset and she yeah. said to me, it's like, she's in like, like, like a death trap. Yeah. And so, so I tweeted yesterday, this country, the States in in particular, and whoever regulates nursing homes within that state, they have done an absolutely terrible job worrying about being protective of and trying to mitigate the best of their ability, how the nursing home patients have been impacted by this. So, you know, Having said that, Damn. When, almost half, when almost half of your deaths are from a nursing home, you're talking about elderly patients in a confined area, they can't really self-distance. Uh, I think you have to back those numbers out. Okay. I, I do. That doesn't mean their lives are worth any less than – I'm just talking about in assessing if you reopen and how you reopen and when you reopen, what, to whatever degree that is. I, I think that has to be a subset and, and looked at in a different context of, you know, of the total numbers. So uh, I think if you do that in Maryland and some other states, you know, the, the death totals are much, much, much lower than, than they what had predicted. Uh, okay. Hospitals have enough capacity. So I do think there is some truth to when we all went into self-distancing, stay-at-home mode, yep, it was for flatten the curve. You remember that? Yes, so yes. Was, there was ads about it. It was everywhere. Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. Well, the curve has been flattened in most states. Yep. Not all, but most. So if that was the goal, you've accomplished that goal. You know, The goal was to not overwhelm the hospitals. They haven't been overwhelmed for the most part. Yeah. There's, there's capacity available in most States, states yep. hospitals. Yep. 
So now's the time to, okay, there is always going to be a risk reward for reopening. You have like, so I think that's the decision now, how much risk and how much, you know, yeah. but you just can't sit and you can't say, oh, another 14 days, another 14 days. That's just not going to work. People right. will be, it'll be catastrophic economic disaster in certain states. And I, you know, listen, I, I kind of applaud the ocean city mayor I think it's going to be a total. I think it's S show because yeah. it's just going to be the the next you know eighty degree weekend we have. You know you're going yeah, to have so thousands. I think we're going to get a little. We're going to get a little lucky this weekend because the weather is going to be not that crappy. great. Yep. But if you know if we were to have if it was going to be seventy five this weekend and sunny, I think I think the entire state would be at Ocean City. I mean, and it's so hard to predict, right, Patrick? I mean, they are saying like a second wave in the fall could really set us back, you know, again. Um, I don't know until they have a vaccine. Uh, There's been so there's a great uh, there's a great video. I saw it on YouTube. It's a it's a guy narrating or announcing a horse race. And it's using all the flatten the curve, uh, Fauci. And it's it's actually hysterical. But at the end of it. And it's like, so he doesn't mention this horse the entire time. And it's like, and down the stretch they come. It's flatten the curve. Uh, the, the cure is worse than the disease and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, and a surprise winner. Who the F knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because nobody. It's certainly, who knows? I read an article yesterday that it said it's starting, you know, scientists and, and medical professionals are starting to say that it's mimicking what's happened to SARS in that it's weakening so as, as, as more people get it and as the strain is weakening and they think it may. So that's what I get, say to myself, okay, about a week ago, Trump said something that sounded like idiotic, to be honest. He said, Oh, it's just going to fizzle out. Now, did he get a briefing that talked about the SARS comparison that says it's weakening? Cause SARS kind of, fizzled out so he comes out and says it fizzled out everyone criticized him but was that was he really just kind of that was his way to tell his base or the american people hey it's gonna fizzle out yeah that's a good without, question without you know and again i'm not without being totally you know he, you know without talking about the specific medical side of it oh it's gonna fizzle out <laughs> i, I- I know it's it's so crazy, but every week, you know, we're just obviously getting more and more updates. And um, we always like to end on some pop culture and something yeah, funny. Yeah, sorry. It's been very Trump no, related. Today. Well, that's what everyone's talking about. But I would say in other news, you know, I did receive a message that people are saying that you seem more sane than ever recently on the podcast. So, you know, there is positives like, yeah, people, are, people aren't. No, <laughs> you know, people are noticing, Patrick, know, that you seem. It's, it's interesting you say, because, you know, Joe DiCipio and I, we got to have him back, by the way. Oh, so, we love Joe DiCipio. He's the best. So every morning, you know, so, you, you know, pre-COVID, you're in a routine. You get up, you take the dog out, you go work out, you get your coffee, you go to work, blah, blah, blah. So to me, you have to still have a routine. Obviously, the routine is going to be different. Sure. So now I get up different time because there's no traffic. I go to the one Starbucks that's available. I get my coffee and then I call Joe on the way in and yes. chaffer the 30, excuse me, the 30 minutes on the way in. But it's interesting is that your perspective through something like this does change. Obviously, listen, you, you lose a family member. Yeah. You're trying to navigate a station. You got the relocation. 
you know, you're entering in a new, you know, just a lot. What's the new, yeah. What's the new norm going to look like from a station perspective, your life perspective. But I would say the one thing that has resonated with me is I'm tired of all these politicians. I, I'm just tired of all of them. I like, just tell me, we I need know. somebody who just speaks the truth. The problem is they won't get reelected. Right. Like, right. And I agree with you. I agree with you. The hypocrisy is so maddening. You know, Nancy Pelosi is so frustrating. You know, I mean, to you know how they went on and on and on and on about Brett Kavanaugh and believing women. And yet Tara Reid seems like a complete throwaway. And I actually read a Fox headline. I don't know, you know how accurate because I didn't get into the article I didn't read it fully but essentially the headline read that as far as Nancy Pelosi is concerned she's not going to answer any more questions about Tara Reid that she's yeah. you know made up her, and you're just like god that they're just all so full of shit and I agree with you I yeah. I think people are getting so frustrated well, listen, with the lack of leadership what, I mean go back I mean this isn't new though go back to Bill Clinton yeah right the way the way all, all the all the uh politicians coalesced around Bill back then they vilified his accusers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Lewinsky was just yep. trashed and, 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 and just completely made to be the villain. And, you know, and then, and then listen, it, that hasn't changed with, that's not a Democrat Republican thing. That's just, that's how it happened. Right. I mean, at some point, if you truly believe, if you come out and say, all women need to be heard and believed. That doesn't mean all women are telling the truth. And that doesn't mean all women, you know, they need to have some facts. But the, she worked for him. She knew him. She said she made a complaint, didn't mention him by name. She told her mom. Those four things right there are four more than that were against Kavanaugh. Than de Blasey Ford did. Yeah. Well, uh, she, you know, I mean, she couldn't uh, remember she met Kavanaugh. Right. Right. But yet, and by the way, one was in high school. And again, bad shit happens in high school. I'm not saying Yeah, they, sure, sure. I mean, I. But the other one was when he was a senator. Yeah. So like, let's, if you, if you put it in context like that, she absolutely should be heard more than she's been heard. Totally. Again, I'm not saying it's true. I don't know the facts. I'm not saying it's disqualifying, depending on what happened. Uh, uh, the voters will decide. But there's, it's very difficult for, for a Pelosi, uh, Kamala Harris. How about Gildebrand? She forced um, – um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. The senator from Minnesota. Uh, Al Franken. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Al Franken. Oh, my God. She, she forced Al Franken out. From yeah. a couple like inappropriate photos. I know. And yet I'm supporting Biden. And again, I'm not saying Biden doesn't deserve the support. The guy's been in, in public office for 40 plus years. You know, yeah. But but they but they act like this, you know, John Stewart, there's a video flowing around how he made fun of Biden when he was like sniffing the little girl's hair. Yes. And, and, and listen, it's funny, but it's not funny. Right. Like it, it talks about all the things Joe said to women when they were getting the, the, the when he was, you know, he would confirm the uh, the new congressional people as vice president and the touching and the feeling. And yeah, I mean, he, he was known as touchy Joe. I mean, like, oh, again, yes. that doesn't mean he again, by no means am I suggesting he sexual harassed anybody or did anything 
like like that. But to say that she doesn't deserve to be heard more than she has is very hard to for you to it's, say when you said the opposite with Kavanaugh. Very difficult. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Patrick, what other things are going on in your life? Obviously, you're still quarantining with your wife, your son, um, everything else. Are you yeah, so hanging in there? Just, I know you've had a lot going on. Yeah, no, I mean, just staying busy, you know, like everyone else. I mean, yeah. I do go in for at least four days a week. Yeah, you know, we are moving a building. We're relocating. There's a lot going on with that. I bet. Uh, you know, the, my daughter's with with her boyfriend at their apartment. They're they're doing fine. They're both working, which is great. So, uh, you know, at this point, their jobs are both stable. Son's looking for a job. Uh, are we hiring at Fox Five? Because looks like he'll be working there. I would think that would be a little <laughs> nepotism and. Uh, very difficult to do so the oh okay is, well uh, that, yeah, okay that's a no-go but if anybody else is hiring well how is it going Patrick I mean I have to imagine it is so difficult for your son who here he is a college senior yeah, is not I gonna have, have said that is it know. is there anything out there for him like how's it going I mean listen, he has his health he's a smart kid yeah. He'll be fine. but it is kind of sad like we forget the students you know, he lost six weeks of his last semester of college. That's when the fun happens. That's when they have the big event on the greens. You know, he went to, he goes, he went to St. Mary's College of Maryland, which is on a beautiful, it's on, it's on the water down on the Western shore, the boating and, and anyway, just yeah. the commencement exercise the night before the commen- commencement, which is much more important than the actual, <laughs> you know, he doesn't get to be hung over at his uh, yeah. commencement. But yeah, he'll be he'll be okay. I mean, listen, it may, it's going to take longer. It's going to be harder. Yeah. But um, yeah, he may have to go back and do an internship. He may take some online courses toward the master's degree. Who knows? But, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you got to adjust. Hey, look, you know, your parents did it. Our grandparents did it. Everybody has challenges throughout their life. So, you know, your son is really... How how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, you and I talk about, you know, the business of it all. Like, obviously, podcast advertising had been huge, huge, huge. Advertisers now, you know, having some reservations about, you know, future campaigns, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, on a personal level, yeah, good. I can't complain either. And I I feel the same way as... Things ebb and flow. Well, you can complain. You just choose not to, which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to hear it. And, you know, I know we say, and, you know, you and I, I think, agree on this, is, like, we are all in this together to some degree because everybody's family, your family, my family, everyone's being impacted, whether it's a loved one, you know, that's now out of work, whatever, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think I just put it into perspective that way. And if we have our health and, you know, we can keep going, it will all work out. You know, I just... For me, my biggest worry about this whole thing is I do think we have to be united because I just think we have bigger enemies that are loving what is happening to this country right now. And that worries me because we're borrowing trillions of dollars. Who are we borrowing that from? Probably China. Let's end on some positives. I do think there's been some serious positives. Yes. The The way businesses, individuals, families, the country, for the most part, quickly adjusted to the being at home, stay at home, self-quarantining, the way restaurants quickly adjusted to trying to mitigate contamination. 
and still serve the way the healthcare community just went into high gear. Yeah. Uh, the way the local broadcasters we've talked about, the the truckers, the grocery store people, the post, you know, the the the, the mail delivery services. I mean, on and on and on. Teachers trying to teach from home. It's truly been amazing. Yeah. Like let's let's not lose sight of how much change stress and anxiety have come yet all these people have still uh figured out a way to enjoy their lives stay at home make videos keep the kids busy um uh you know again yeah it's you know it, I, I mean i don't want to get too too you know sappy but it has no. been inspirational yeah in terms of uh the so volunteerism think, you know the volunteerism to me, that's who we are. That's yeah. who this country is. And that's why I think I get so frustrated about the the Twitter world attacking people for saying that George Bush's video was the, like enough with that. Enough with that. Yeah. And by the way, she shouldn't apologize. Don't apologize. Like that, that, that stuff should be over. Yeah. You know, enough with the attacking, hiding behind Twitter. The, yeah. And by the way, most of these people attacking the other people on Twitter have done nothing to help other people. No, exactly. Exactly. Most of them are absolute losers. They really are. Yeah, uh, totally. Totally. I mean, well, if you knew what they really did to try to help people, they probably have, they probably made no donations, haven't helped anybody. I, I love, you know, they hide behind the, 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 the Twitter sphere and you know, enough of these people. Yeah. Right. Like just, it, it's 100%. Anyway. So I do think, I do think a lot of people, uh, having said that, I think a lot of people are going to need help through this and post this with jobs, financials. So whatever we could do to help people, we, we should be doing it. Well, Patrick, this was great. I'm glad we can catch up next week. We'll have a lot more to talk about. I'm sure we can talk more pop culture next week as well. I want to know, yeah, you know, plus I'll give you an update on I'm going to visit my mom tomorrow for the first time since, wow. um, since my dad passing. So yeah, I waited as long as I could. I think it's okay now to yeah. go up and back without, violating 700 you know right you know stay-at-home laws and all this other stuff so up and back and uh, i'll give you an update on her and where we stand with that patrick we love it uh people can follow you on twitter always to see your commentary throughout the week yeah my uh hopefully non-attacking twitter my twitter's gotten a lot calmer yes it has it has but i think it's been great yeah so anyway uh Patrick GM, Fox 5 DC. Patrick, we'll see you next week. Sarah, bye.